So grab yourself a drink, sit back, and have a listen to my chat with British out lesbian comedian Rosie Wilby. Yeah, so I um I was just thinking after I left my message, I was like, we heart we so rarely get to talk and yet I feel like I know everything that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we see what's going on on Twitter and, uh, you know, obviously you've heard my stand-up and my shows, so you get to get to know a bit of uh, my life and stuff, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. We get to definitely keep up through social media, but you're you're so busy. Like, I just listened to your interview with uh, Val, with VG Lee. Oh, fab. And that was on um, BBC Surrey, right? Uh, yeah, BBC Sussex and Sussex. BBC Surrey. They're like sort of sister stations. Um, and yeah, because, you know, like you, I've been doing the, the radio stuff a while and wanting to do more. So, yeah, managed to get a, a meeting with the um, the managing editor at BBC Sussex. And, she, yeah, she was uh, happy to give me just, just for a few weeks just a short um, slot. So... Yeah, it was great. Yesterday's show, particularly with Val, was, was good. So. It was. It was so good. It was really good because yeah, you get to. Yeah, good. You gotta, I hope it'll lead to more. Yeah. We'll see. We'll good, see. good, good guests and and good music too. <laughs> well, actually, they they choose that. They just pop it in a playlist. So I can I can kind of choose a little bit within that, and if there's one if there's one I think oh I don't want to play that, I can just sort of move that one down the running order. That's great. Do you get to pick your own guests? Yes. yes oh, cool. Yes. Very cool. And you're still doing um, out in South London? Yes, although we're taking a break from that because um, obviously I'll be going up to Edinburgh. So we always take a break during August and July um, while I sort of get ready for Edinburgh and then go up. So we we. We're having a little bit of a breather, and then we come back in at the beginning of September. But we've also got, have you heard about Queer Say? No. Oh, well, that's a, we're in um, partnership with, between my radio show, Out in South London, and London's sort of leading, or in fact, the UK's leading performance poetry organisation, Apples and Snakes. Um, we've teamed up to do a few queer spoken word showcases called Queer Say. And, um, and so basically we have a show, um, we, we had one in Ballum in May, we've got a couple more happening at Canada Water Culture Space in Southwark. And um, we have three um, spoken word artists, I introduce them, then they do a set. And then after each one has done a set, we go to a sort of side of the stage where we have a little table and two chairs and mics, and I do a Q&A and interview with them, and the audience asks questions as well. And the whole thing is recorded live for a special out in London broadcast, because it's just a bit different, isn't it, than just the kind of studio show. It's, it captures something a bit different when you've got an event in a venue with an audience. Um, it's, it's just a nice sort of live feel. So, so yeah, so we're doing these special shows at the moment, um, that, that's sort of our kind of little project that we're doing. That sounds so, yeah. great. It sounds really cool. It's so it's I love when when you can do something that the audience gets to participate or interact. Yeah, well, that's great. That's a nice thing that the audience can come along and ask questions. We've had some really good poets, um, Sophia Blackwell, and um, who I think has been involved with Elfest as well. And, yeah, yeah. Um, Joelle Taylor and. Um, 
we've got a couple of women on at this next one, Kat Brogan and um, Jasmine and Corey, and then at the final one, Aoife Mannix as well, who's really cool. So, so yeah, so a lot of That sounds of great. People. Is it just poets, Rosie, or is it comedians or musicians or anybody that just, like, reads well, their own work? On, on the radio show itself, we have everybody from film directors to activists to writers to, you know, everybody. But on this particular queer say event, that's, that's a, a queer spoken word event um, uh, that I wanted to just do a special thing because we've had a few poets on the show and I just was struck how how nice it is, how, how well it works really having poetry on the radio. It sort of just sounds, you know, especially when you've got poets who perform it well and have a great voice. Um, there's just something really nice about the way that comes across as a sort of audio yeah. thing, I think. Yeah, I like when I like when the, you know, the actual author or writer gets to read their own piece. Yeah, you know, right, it's, yeah. yeah, like that's I I uh, I usually go to um, Paul Burston's uh, Polari author salons, yeah. and I love 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 them because I just feel like you can pick up a book and read it, and you might interpret it, you know, just a little bit differently. But when the actual author is reading bits from from their work, you feel like you're getting the authentic version. You know, like this is how it is supposed to be. Red, you know. Yeah, so I think so, but then yeah. I mean, a lot of writers, I think, and and some writers and musicians always say that, you know, the audience, you know, your interpretation of their work is just as valid, and if you do put yeah. your spin on it and relate it to your own life, yeah, that it's just as valid a reading of it in a way. It is, yeah, it is. I found um, when uh, a, a couple of years ago we did an audio comedy soap opera, and we kind. <laughs> We kind of made about, about your life. <laughs> uh, kind of, it was a little bit of a parallel as to what was going on with with the radio show and and yeah. uh, our personal lives. Um, but we made a pact really early on that we would never um, like make it into uh, like a web series or or something because people were were eating it up with a spoon and and not having a face to put to the character was allowing them to create the character's look however they wanted to. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, so it was uh, pretty cool. So yeah, it is pretty neat when someone interprets your your stuff completely different than than you do. It's great, you know. I mean, to each yeah. their own. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I think spoken word stuff is really starting to come around again. It really is. Um, I mean, you say again, but I would have thought this is kind of probably the real the first time it started to really kind of have a have an impact on the life circuit. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, it seems like kind of sort of performance poetry seems like, you know, it's still got a, a young feel, that sort of thing. So it's quite fun to get involved with that. Um, so, yeah. And you're, you're now we're going to get to see you at Elfast this year. Yes, yes. So it'll be fun to return, actually, because I've not been since um, it was the first one that yeah. I did, which was in... 2011, I guess. I think it um, was. Three years ago? Yeah. We oh, three both... years ago, it is, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, and I'm doing my show, 90s Woman, um, which is like a sort of multimedia extravaganza, a kind of um, real-life documentary. It's a bit like kind of maybe the soap opera you're talking about, and it's based on me trying to track down a group of women that I created a feminist newspaper with at York University 20 yeah, 20 years ago, and um, 
So it's a bit of a sort of spoofy adventure documentary type thing about me trying to track the women down and seeing what they were doing now and if they were still feminists, but also my recollections of, of being a student and only really getting involved with the newspaper at first because I, I had a crush on the woman who was running it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also involved, um, pleasingly involved, was Zoe Lyons, who was at the same uni as me at the same time. So oh, I'm sure you know Zoe from her comedy. Yeah. Yeah, and so she she makes an appearance. We me and uh, Wendy, my girlfriend, we went and shot an interview with her where we both remembered because Zoe actually had a crush on this same woman as well. <laughs> so she <laughs> she got involved for the same reasons as well, and um, so we we kind of have some recollections, reminiscences about sort of painting feminist graffiti in the middle of the night and uh, and that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. uh, this actual same sex wedding that this woman Kate that we were most in love with, she sort of staged this same sex wedding demo uh, outside York Minster uh, on Valentine's Day. Uh, we were both gutted because, of course, we weren't marrying her. But, it, you know, it's quite interesting when you think back 20 years in this country, we really thought gay marriage would definitely be something we wouldn't see in our lifetime. Yeah. So this show, actually, I did quite a lot of research. and I went back and, and found all the people and I found stills of that um, wedding demo. We've got a photo oh of Oh, my it, God. People can see up on screen uh, with all the little banners from the time um, uh, York outrage banners and stuff, and also stills from. Um, I had someone go in there and surreptitiously <laughs> take take pictures of um, the old uh, York University paper from when I was elected women's officer, and there's a funny picture of me that still exists from back from then. And um, so, yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Kind of archive stuff. There's even. Um, a clip of a very old song of mine, a very old recording of me and my band um, back in the 90s um, that we've kind of, we've got the lyrics going up across the screen like a kind of Star Wars intro at the beginning. <laughs> oh, man, this is really great. And oh, you've been, <laughs> this isn't the first time that you're doing 90s Woman because you've been doing this for a little bit. Did you, was this the show that you did in New York? No, oh no, no, I did, uh, I've got so many different shows now, um, I, you know, um, <laughs> it was, last year was crazy because I sort of developed two new shows and I was still touring old ones and my head was a bit kind of split between all this different stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, new York, I did my old show, The Science of Sex, which won oh, right. a couple of little awards and it toured around and I still, I still get asked to do it, I still usually get asked to do it every Valentine's Day actually. <laughs> 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 but no, so New York was amazing and that was really fun. But 90s Woman, I did develop, um, I did develop last year with some Arts Council funding that I got. And I, I got a, a director involved, um, a guy called Colin Watkins, who's the partner of uh, a woman called Claire Dowie, who was a sort of, you know, one of the kind of pioneering lesbian comedians a couple of decades ago and was on TV and stuff. And, sort of one of the first people doing sort of out lesbian comedy, really. Wow. Um, she's now with a man, but, hey, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, these <laughs> things happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <coughs> uh, yeah, so 90s Women that I developed with, with some help from Colin, who was, who was really useful. It was the first time I'd sort of had a bit of an outside eye, um, you know, kind of helping me with, with the structure of the show and that kind of thing. And I did it just at a few 
places kind of throughout last year, um, some little festivals, like there was one at Camden People's Theatre called Calm Down Beer, which was a festival of feminist stuff, um, and it had various comedians on, like Bridget Christie and Sarah Pascoe, and I went and did it at an LGBT arts festival in Belfast, it was my first time over in Northern Ireland, actually, and uh, oh, wow. that outburst. Wow. And but you know, I I was reading uh, reviews about it, and I think it was the one from Camden, and everybody loved it. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I have a feeling this is going to be a really good fit for Elfest. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope so. It should be fun. I mean, my only my only stress that I have with this show is, of course, because there's technology involved, because um, there's video clips. And, I mean, it, it, it should be absolutely fine, and I'm sure it will be all the set up at Elfest, where I'm sure it will be all brilliant. But I just always have a few panics that the technology isn't going to work. Yeah, I get, I get <laughs> nervous about that kind of thing. Especially at, like, an outdoor, you know, festival. That's when I start really getting nervous. I'm not so nervous if you're doing it in a venue that has, yeah, yeah. you know, power outlets and all kinds of Wi-Fi and everything. But I do get nervous doing anything. And I'm and I'm actually at the cinema this year. So imagine my my technology nightmares that are that are ro- rolling through my head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's and also, it's different doing something out. If it is outdoors and you're not in a sort of tent or whatever, the energy is quite different. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. You haven't been to this new venue, though, up in Utoxeter. And it, it, it actually is a nice... It's actually the perfect blend of um, indoor um, stuff uh, and covered uh, areas and then just full-blown, you know, outdoor stuff. So it actually right. is really, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll really uh, appreciate the size difference and, and the um, yeah, how amazing, accessible amazing. everything is. Yeah, it's going to be hope, fun. I hope we get good weather as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it being perhaps just a tad bit milder than it was last year. Well, little, was it really hot last year? The first day, and then the second day it got really cold, and then we were just right on the line for the for the third day. <laughs> so yeah, we we were um, you know running off to uh, to stores to buy um, sweatpants and sweatshirts for for day two, but we were absolutely dying the first day. It was so warm, and that was the day oh. everybody was pitching their tents and and uh, and really <laughs> getting set up. And I and I just thought, oh my god, thank God we're Thank God we're artists and we're staying at a hotel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always the best way to do it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not much of a camper. In fact, the, I don't even, the nerve of me, I just read uh, um, a BuzzFeed list for like 41 hacks to make camping simpler. And I thought, why am I even reading this? <laughs> I'm not going to do any of this and I'm not going to camp. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so I, um, I'm not, I mean, I, I I sort of don't mind camping too much if you've got somebody with a car and you've got all the gear that you need. Yeah. Um, but my girlfriend, Wendy, she's totally against camping. She yeah. definitely won't camp. So, that's, so, yeah, it's hotels all the way. Yeah, that's exactly um, how my, my yeah. household is, too. My my wife would, would camp any day, and I'm the one going, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> so, uh, after um, Elfest, are you, are you going to be coming out to Edinburgh at all? Because I'll be up at the Edinburgh Fringe, of course. You know, I have never been to to, ah. uh, to the Fringe, and I'm and I'm actually... Uh, you know, I think about it every year because I see so many, you know, Jen Brister, you, Zoe, yeah. everybody heading up there. Even Val did it before. 
Um, so it's something I want to experience. I don't know if this is going to be the year, but I definitely want to uh, to experience it because it just seems like like you, you really it's it should be on everyone's bucket list. Yeah, totally. Um, yes, it's, it's quite a mad time, particularly if you're performing. I think it's probably a lot of fun if you're just coming up seeing stuff. But of course, it's expensive up there, the tickets for shows and that kind of thing, and yeah. food and staying up there and everything. But uh, what myself and, and I believe Jen are doing this year is um, uh, we're, our venues are part of the free fringe movement, which has really grown over the last few years. Um, and you don't have to actually pay for tickets to come into the show. You just, um, we take a collection at the end. And oh, that's it's great. And movement that's set up over the past few years that just means that artists don't pay thousands of pounds to hire a not very good room. I mean, in fact, my room is really lovely and it's probably nicer than the one that I've paid huge venues thousands of pounds for in previous years. Wow. It's kind of a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, so That's we'll great. See how that goes. What a terrific um, idea. I hope that takes off. Yeah, well, it really, I mean, you know, a few years ago when it first started, people were a bit like, oh, you know, we won't take that seriously. But now some really, really good, credible um, artists are, are doing free French shows. Um, and so I thought, well, actually, if, they, if they're doing it and they think it's credible, then you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do it too. It's good, right. It's good enough for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it as a, um, you know, as a, as a person that would would be purchasing the ticket, you know, like if it'd be great, like to have a break, you know what I mean? Like you want to support the arts as much as you can, and and that's that's terrific. But man, if there if there's a, a break in tickets, that's awesome, and you just I, I just think that's amazing. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's it's kind of maybe the way it's going because um, Edinburgh Fringe kind of has got so expensive for everybody involved, really, yeah, in terms of punters yeah. and performers. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm on quite early this year in Edinburgh. I'm on at midday, so I'm going to catch the lunchtime crowd, which I think with a show like 90s Woman, which is a lovely story, um, it, I think it will probably work okay at that kind of chilled-out sort of time of the day. I think it would be quite fun. It would be quite nice. Oh, definitely. That's probably actually better because people get, you know um, – get to do like some afternoon stuff and then take a little break before they, you know, head into the, into the nightlife. And I, yeah. I would, I, that would be my speed, you know, like, I don't know about you, but as I, as I get older, I'm a little bit more choosy about what I want to do with my time and how I want to spend it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like I find that, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little more selective about what I've got to put a bra on for, like what I've actually got to, <laughs> what I actually have to get dressed and leave the house for. I'm getting really, really, selective about it i don't want to be going to, to dance clubs i don't want to get my hands stamped i don't want there to be uh blue lights i don't want glitter i don't want things that start at 11 i don't want five different girl djs with crazy names i just i want yeah. to go to something that's more my speed and and you know yeah. I, no, I, lesbian mud wrestling. No. <laughs> no, mud, no mud wrestling maybe if it <laughs> now see if it was on in the <laughs> afternoon I'm, I'm, Fascinated by this idea that you know you, you have to put your bra on. Does that mean like when you get in, you always take your bra off? Yeah, like away? yeah. When you get in the door, you're right. Exactly. Like if I have to, really? if I have to put it on to oh, go maybe out, maybe you've got the wrong size. Maybe you've got an uncomfortable bra. <laughs> you yeah. go, you well, exactly. Go. Like anything, putting a bra on, putting okay. makeup on, bra, doing your there's hair. There's a bra lady that I heard about in Islington who, if you're wearing the wrong bra, she'll like cut up your old one and find you a better one. 
That's it sounds mad, but it sounds quite scary. It sounds quite comedic. I want to go for bra fitting just for fun. That's funny. <laughs> I went in Florida. There was a, a place that was run by um, like two or three old old Jewish women, oh, yeah. and uh, and they made they specialized in bras for bigger girls. And um, I had to go there when I was getting married to uh, to, to get the the right bra for my for my dress. Oh, yeah, and if you dress, yeah. They are so. They were. It was such an experience. It was so funny that I would. I told people they should sell tickets. Like they should wow. sell tickets. They are absolutely hilarious. Like yeah, they chastise you for wearing the wrong kind of bra. They're they they hold your your boobs like right up. Like they have oh, no yeah. shame. They walk right in the dressing room. And it, oh my god, it was the funniest thing, funniest experience ever. Like really, it should it should have been a show. It's good <laughs> stuff. I bet. <laughs> but yeah, there's I I don't I don't know what it is. I think it's just the effort in, in getting ready to go out for anything is becoming yeah. bigger and bigger as I get older. So I know, I yeah, know. I'm really really. My, my girlfriend actually um, sometimes sleeps in her bra, which I just can't understand at all. I have an aunt. I have an aunt that's in her 80s that that does. She has her oh. whole life, and she said that it. Uh, she never wanted saggy boobs, so she always slept in her bra. I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm wondering if that's why my girlfriend's doing it. I said, is it because you don't want your tits to fat? And she, she sort of has never fully answered this question. So maybe that is it. Or, yeah, maybe she has the one comfortable bra in the whole world. Maybe. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that is so funny. So I am, I'm super thrilled that we're going to get uh, to see you this year at Elfest. I feel like I have a little bit more free time because I'm not on the main stage for two solid days. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, I feel like um because I'm in the cinema and I've basically screened everything um to, in order to select all the programming. I've screened it all so I I don't have to sit through it. <laughs> so I can <laughs> yeah. I have yeah, I have an hour and a half of wander time and and uh and getting to experience some of the things that you know, over 3 years I've never got to do because I've always had to, to to be right there at the main music stage. So because they're doing things a little bit differently this year, I feel like I'm actually going to get to uh to do stuff, you know, instead of just right. waving, you know, waving to people back and forth and, and never getting to see their stuff. I, you know, I know Val's there every year. I don't think I've ever got to sit in on one of her workshops. I don't think I've ever got to go to the comedy night because the, you know, we're wrapping things up on the music stage and the comedy stuff starts. And it, so this year I really plan on um, trying to experience a lot more. <laughs> that's my goal. Good. Yeah, that's my goal. And we got it's it, it's it's always a good time. I mean, I I look forward to seeing everybody again that you don't get to see all the time because we're they're so far up north, their crew, and um, so it's oh, a, yeah. yeah, it's like a it's like a reunion of sorts, you know, once a year, and I and I just love yeah. it. really really looking forward to it, and I'm so glad that you're a part of it this year. I t- you know I tell everybody on our radio show, um, you know how like I'm so impressed with the, with with comedy over here more specifically with with the women comedians you know lesbian or not doesn't matter i adore sarah millican i it's just a smart a smart intelligent brand of comedy that we're not used to we're used to that you know in the states getting hit over the head with the joke kind of thing (laughs) spoon fed you know not a lot of thinking involved um but yeah you know there's a there's a few that stand out like wanda sykes i think is is an extremely intelligent comedian and uh and and that's what i'm finding in you in 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 jen um you know and i just i keep telling people if you can watch youtube clips if you can buy the dvds 
you know, if you can read up, if you can look at the websites, if you can view any little bits and clips, have a look because it's so impressive. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are just doing a phenomenal job, really. You really are. And I love how busy, how busy you always are. So it's like, even if I'm busy, I know that when my lull comes up that you'll still be busy and I can get to go see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're, are you in the process of a move? Did you tell me you were packing or are you getting ready to oh, go? yeah, I'm yeah. moving in with my girlfriend after three and a half years. Yeah, we're moving in together. Oh, uh, wow. Exciting. Yeah, that, exciting time. Very exciting. My wife and I just bought uh, a house. We're just, just getting settled in. We bought it, uh, moved in in November, so we're still, you know, getting our bearings. Um, but, yeah, what a great, great, good for you. Terrific. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I'm excited. So, yeah, but, it, you know, it's just uh, kind of throwing out a lot of old stuff because I've been where I am for a good, a good few years, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of old kind of random bits and pieces that yeah. I've kept over the years and you know you find yourself thinking god why why have I kept that <laughs> yeah, I know exactly yeah it is like a, you have to uh, you know the pri- prioritize first and then uh, go sentimental and then and then finally yeah. what yeah. is just crap yeah. yeah it's a lot of work well I won't keep you from it because I uh, I can only imagine how much fun it is <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah but this has been great thank you so much for the catch up I'm super excited thank you. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, see you then. Okay. Okay, take care, Rosie. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.